0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pestilence, famine, wild beasts, and plague. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. And of these harbingers of the end of time, pestilence has visited its infirmity upon our ascent to glory. <laughs> Outpost Podcast, a proud member of the Armchair All-Americans Network. It's November 30th, 2020. This is Tom coming to you from Sawdust Studios in the Washington, D.C. Outpost. Nick joins me from the Houston Outpost. We would have been doing this both from the Washington, D.C. Outpost had the schedule gone according to plan, but it hasn't. And that's why we're here to talk today.
1: We are here to talk today. And I, for one, am thankful to the football gods We're putting the Steelers through all this crap with this Ravens game. (sighs) Because it's too easy. Season's too easy. We walk into the building. Steelers walk into the building. They win the game. That's how it is. Put the ball down. Whatever you want. Through the air, through the ground, defense, whatever you want. Show up. Steelers are winning the game. It's too easy. We need some adversity for the Steelmen to be ready for the stretch run. And the football gods are providing it. As of right now, we still don't know if the Steelers are going to be playing Tuesday night against Baltimore by the time this is out maybe we will find out it might be looking a little grim but hey I'll take my bets that uh, whether they play or not the Steelers are going to win and I'll make that bet at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season all the action that's available is at the tips of your fingers from game spreads and totals to team and player coaching props, maybe now we even have will they play type of props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. So head to Bet Online today, use that promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Support yourself, support Armchair Podcasts and Bet Online. your online sports book experts.
0: Let me just start with a little bit of good news. We Please. are Two of three in our, in our betting this week. What the hell with the Chiefs? Couldn't have just driven selfish. down and kicked one more field goal. Selfish. Coming short. Yeah, very selfish. Yeah. So what we have left, though, are, as usual, we're betting on the Steelers. There's a 10-point spread between us and the Ravens. I think we should—hopefully there'll be a game. We're also picking the Seahawks, giving six points to the Eagles. And maybe you didn't know this, but we're parlaying the Steelers and the Seahawks games. We're all in, pushing all the chips, all our remainder chip, remaining chips back into the middle.
1: You know what I'm thinking is maybe we have to uh, find some hours that don't exist in the day to do a secondary podcast so we can actually put those bets up in the public so we can tell them, you know, before we make them. So you guys, trust us. We are two and three. Why would we tell you we've had a losing record every other week if that wasn't true? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the news of the day is will they or won't they play? Right now... Uh, I guess, what, so what time is it here? It's 4, it's 2.48 Central time. 3.48 on the East Coast. Adam Schefter just tweeted about a couple minutes ago, Ravens players still have not been given any guidance. <laughs> oh, NFL. On when or if the team will be leaving for Pittsburgh, per sources. Chances of postponement for Tuesday night's game now increasing by the hour. The NFL already this morning canceled the Ravens practice. I'm not sure if there were a couple guys at the field already, but they canceled the practice this morning. The Ravens have not practiced since the Saturday before their game against the Titans. They have over half of their starting offense and defense, what, like 14 guys or something on the COVID list, including Lamar Jackson, basically every good player they have. Everybody's on the COVID list. I don't, you know, I don't know what to say. Are they going to play? Or are they not going to play? Whatever. That's the weirdness of this year. We do not care. I'll Mike Tomlin, but I'll tell you this much: I like that the Steelers act actually have some motivation to make sure that this isn't a trap game because RG three was dancing a lot last year in week 17 when he got the start against the Steelers. He was having the time of his life. A little flamboyant if you ask me. So the Steelers have remembered that. I don't know if it was Foster or Hayward or someone else, but people do remember that from last year. So they will be ready to punish RG3 on every single snap if they get the opportunity to play him.
0: I don't understand. I'm I'm trying to figure out why they're even entertaining this game when there are 20 Baltimore Ravens listed on their website as being on the COVID... List And if you look back at November, the chief medical officer of the NFL, Alan Sills, said the only thing that matters is uh, the the safety from transmission of the disease. The quality of the roster doesn't factor into the decision. Clearly not if they're still entertaining a game.
1: Yeah, well, they made a practice squad wide receiver play quarterback for Denver this past weekend. He completed a grand total of one pass, by the way. If you're an offensive coordinator, you can't, you can't design like a couple screens and drags like to get this guy a couple completions. I mean, he played quarterback for three quarters at Wake Forest. I know he can at least throw the ball more than 10 feet, but either way. yeah. The, the, okay, so this has been a debacle the whole weekend. Steelers Twitter is in an uproar because of the, the postponements of the games when at first it seemed like it was just a couple Ravens star players who had COVID and they postponed the game. So the Steelers are wondering what the hell's going on? The NFL made uh, New England play without Cam Newton. Like other players, uh, the 49ers had to play with all backups at one point. I think the Raiders had some, their whole offensive line didn't get a practice for a week. I don't even remember if they got to play in the game or not. But the NFL actually moved that kick up off kickoff up a few hours. And we're sitting here wondering, hey, are you moving this game back because Lamar Jackson isn't playing? And you know this is a marquee game? I don't. I, I don't think that that's the reason. And clearly now that there's such a horrible outbreak in Baltimore, it, it doesn't seem like that was the motivation. Plus, by the way, the NFL stood to make a lot of money on that Thanksgiving night game from the Steelers and Ravens, whether RG three was the quarterback or Lamar Jackson was, you know? So I don't know what, what's your feeling. I, I don't think like this. It's, it's weird that the Steelers are the main team this season that, that has gotten caught in the crossfire. Like the biggest thing about this year is that the Steelers bye was taken away. And that's what a lot of people on, on Twitter are lashing out at Steelers fans saying, why are you whining so much? You're 10-0. The, the NFL doesn't have it out to get you. And I'm saying, well, they don't have it out to get them, but they're, they're negligence. They're, this, is the per- this is so consistent with what the NFL always does. The lack of a plan, which we've been calling out, right, that for six, seven months— There's no plan. There's still no plan. We don't know if they're playing a game tomorrow on a Tuesday night when they regularly don't play games. The lack of a plan caused the Steelers to miss a bye week because when they canceled the Titans game, the Steelers had already practiced the entire week. And then the NFL says, hey, you're off this weekend. And the player's like, well, what the hell? If we were off this weekend, we should have had our bye week throughout the course of the week. And then the same thing happens against the Ravens here, where the Steelers, if they were going to play Thursday night on Thanksgiving, they were going to get every day until next Wednesday off to get a bye week, which would have been, you know, well-timed. Now, I guess they got a couple days off in between here with all the delays, but that's the issue. I don't think anybody has it out to get the Steelers. I just think that the negligence has caused the Steelers to get screwed over. What What do you think?
0: Yeah, it could have been anybody, right? Maybe the Steelers have the benefit of not having a, a major outbreak. I am looking at a memorandum from October 13th from Roger Goodell to the rest of the team, and I'll just quote, Absent medical considerations, games will not be postponed or rescheduled simply to avoid roster issues caused by injury or illness. So that they're following through on that. Games aren't being canceled. He said... Here's what they'll consider in rescheduling games. Playing at a later time or on another day, which is what's happening with this game. Playing at a neutral site or the opposing team's stadium. Or the third thing is to play an 18th week. We're heading um, towards that. We're heading towards that, and I guess that means that uh, we lose any chance at a bye, that all, all teams would be playing in that first week. That would be the problem that I have. I kinda I thought there there must be a better way to thread this needle and that would be to take some pressure out of the ball and maybe actually reduce the number of games, keep the same number of week and reduce the number of games so you have a couple opportunity a couple of bye weeks where teams could be shifted around. Instead of this, you know, there's no more slack in the schedule. You've got to jam you've gotta yeah. jam a, a game into a Tuesday and then play again on Sunday.
1: Yeah, that's a great solution, but that would cause the NFL losing some money. So there's no chance in God's green earth that that would ever happen. And that's the problem because they don't care yeah. about player safety. They don't care about the virus. They care about how much money comes in. And like you and I were talking about over the weekend, they, they don't have to succeed with any of their policies because we all keep watching no matter what. Whether it's Ray Rice or Tom Brady or COVID or whatever it is, it literally does not matter what they do. They lost some fans. Okay, did they really? The ratings are up from last year. The ratings go up every single year. So that a little bit of that is very overblown, right? But basically, whatever they do, they keep their fans. So, yeah, that's an issue. Does it suck that, like, the, the year when the Steelers are 10-0 and have this great Super Bowl chance, we all know that there's going to be major roster cuts next year for the Steelers because of the lowering salary cap? Um, some people think that that's kind of dooming the Steelers to this being their last open window for the Super Bowl. I don't know if I'd necessarily go that far or not, but, yeah, it would hurt if you lose you know, five starters, I mean, no matter how you swing it. But it just is what it is, and and we do not care, as Mike Tomlin was saying.
0: Well, I'm not sure what there is to be done. But what is amazing is these 20, 20 players out for Baltimore, I mean, what are we going to see? I mean, you pointed out the Denver game, right? They pulled a guy from Southeast North Dakota State <laughs> Wake Agricultural and Technical College.
1: That's right. That's
0: right. One for nine. <laughs> Poor bastard. But, I mean, really, they, they, are, they are decimated on the offensive line, decimated in their backfield, certainly. Yeah, they don't um, have
1: anybody. It's a B team. How do you feel which, about... Which gets which, me nervous. Now, how do you feel... And it doesn't make me nervous. I think they would unleash hell upon them, especially with the way the RG3 was dancing around last year. Um, here is my problem, though. It, it sort of is like... So are we really not holding teams to standards of keeping COVID out of the locker room? Like, the Steelers have done an incredible job. Obviously, it Connor, and special teams coach Danny Smith are actually out this week. So it's not like they haven't had anyone get COVID. Vance got it before a relatively tiny number for the Steelers. They've done an awesome job keeping this contained. And the Ravens have been a complete failure. I mean, I know that it may or may not be people's fault. The strength coach, they finally put a name to the face after the players were angry when it came out that Baltimore had an outbreak. Someone was disciplined. Players were saying, hey, put the guy's name out there. Whenever a player gets it, you blast their name all over the TV, all over ESPN. Why don't you put a name to the face? And shocker, it's the strength coach. Who could have (laughs) predicted? The world's most prime rib grade of meathead, the football strength coach, is the guy who gave the team COVID. This is what's messed up to me, is they get rewarded for doing a poor job. The strength coach is part of the team. You screwed your team over. That's part of the game this year. And then the NFL bails you out. Oh, well, we don't want them to have to play with Lamar Jackson without Lamar Jackson or any of their players, so let's move it to a different week. And then that way the Ravens have all of their players. I know that's not the way the NFL is thinking, but whether they like it or not, that's what they're doing, right?
0: Well, are they? What what benefit is there to the Ravens of playing Tuesday night? They actually have lost players since that they would have had on um Last Thursday,
1: no, I mean if they're, I bet this game's going to get delayed till week eighteen, and then Lamar and everybody will be back, so they'll get to play with their whole team instead of having to play with the backups, so it's a, so it's huge for them because they're going to get crushed if we play them with all those guys out.
0: Well, given the parameters that I've listed for you, what would you have done forfeit
1: yeah I, I think so. I mean, you're going to take a there's a team that could go sixteen and zero. You'll take away their bye week so that they can play a team that did a horrible job with the COVID outbreak.
0: Maybe we could um, just put the ball in the, the Steelers get to start on the Ravens twenty, and they have to start on our twenty, and everybody gets when? a couple shots at dance, huh? When anytime, anytime, any place. Well, you're, look to your point. They're not going to cancel game if they're still considering having a game now. They're not going to cancel a game for forfeiting the cash from that.
1: Yeah, I'm just I know what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. I'm asking what's fair, you know? It just it doesn't seem that the Ravens should get bailed out like, "Oh, that sucks. You guys got COVID. What a bad break that you gave to yourself. Let's bail you out and make sure that you get a pre- that you could play this game later in the year." No, I know also, by the way, it's not that simple because the other thing is, "Hey, you can't if the team still is having a COVID outbreak for Tuesday, you could spread it to the Steelers. You could spread it even further, you know. So it is a health thing on that standpoint, but I don't know. They haven't had a positive test today, so it seems like they should be okay to play. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just a mess, and it's just yet another example, and they'll never stop coming, especially when Roger Goodell is in office here, of just the NFL having a hilarious shoot-from-the-hip approach to every policy ever. They're just so reactive, and, and there's, they're always, eh, just push it to later, and we'll see what happens. So that's frustrating. I don't really have many other opinions on the subject overall, I don't care if the Steelers play the, the Ravens with Lamar, without Lamar. I think that, um, you know, the Steelers have a hard schedule for the end of the year. You actually look at the Chiefs schedule, and we should talk about the Chiefs in a minute here. The Chiefs are going to be favored big time in every game they play, and they don't really play any threats to actually beat them. The Steelers have three or four really hard games left on their schedule. But, hey, when, when you're a really great team, some people are talking crap about the Steelers, like, oh, they've played an easy schedule. I don't know what an easy schedule is when you absolutely throttled the three next best teams in the NF- in the AFC in consecutive weeks. I mean, they destroyed um, – they emasculated Cleveland. They changed Cleveland's opinion of themselves. Odell faked an ACL injury after the Steelers game because he just couldn't bear the embarrassment of putting on that poop brown jersey. And then they embarrassed the Titans in the first half. And, of course, in classic Steelers fan- fashion, they let them back in the game. But that comeback was more a function of, like, a 70-yard random touchdown, a couple lucky tipped interceptions, two, three tipped passes from Ryan Tannehill that miraculously didn't land in a Steelers player's hands, and then um, just, you know, Randy Feetner running the ball 18 times in a row to let the Titans back into the game. All I'm saying by that is as far as the class on the field, the Steelers outclassed the Titans, who now are back to being, what, the third-best team, and then they beat the Ravens in a close game where they got outplayed by the Ravens but they beat them. So, no, they have not played a crazy ske- schedule. And by the way, any team that has a great record catches breaks along the way. The 16 and 0 Patriots played in the AFC East. I, what did the Jets, the Bills and the Dolphins at that time they probably want to combine six games. So, don't you know, that's part of the Super Bowl that's part of chasing a super bowl is getting some breaks that way. So if they played RG3 instead of Lamar, I literally do not care at all.
0: Well, I agree. I mean, you win 10 games, something like you know the the old adage on any given day in the NFL uh just takes one one wrong bounce of the ball. What yeah. do you think? What you think would have happened had we played full complement, or maybe we will by the end of the season, the full complement of uh, the Ravens in Pittsburgh? I think what do you that think that if, game looks like? I
1: think if this, I, this is an honest assessment. I think if you're playing against the Steelers at night at Heinz Field against the color rush uniforms, you have no chance of winning. I think the Steelers to would put- win that game.
0: Do you think you need to put bodies inside the uniforms or you just sort of put them out there on mannequins? I don't
1: even know if it matters. I think that those mannequins would take it to them. I think uh, the Steelers, I think that the Ravens vastly outplayed the Steelers in the first game that they played against each other. The Steelers always play worse in Baltimore, apparently, if there's not even fans. And then the Steelers usually get the best of the Ravens in those primetime Heinz Field night games, right? Uh, But the bigger thing is whether you're the Steelers or the Ravens in this rivalry, I mean, it's almost impossible to outplay the other team twice in a year. You know, we've almost never seen that. The Steelers just crush the Ravens twice or the Ravens crush the Steelers twice. So I think the Steelers have a little bit had a little bit of an advantage in terms of knowing what to expect and being able to come out with a different plan. Whereas the Ravens like, well, what are you going to do different? Not throw the ball to the Steelers. We know you're going to throw the ball to the Steelers.
0: Well, if you if you step back and look at the standings, how do you Think, how do you look at the fact that the Browns have have passed the Ravens in the standings? Would you have predicted that at the beginning of the season?
1: Not the beginning of the season, but I said the Browns were going to the playoffs. We can go back and check check the tape. You know, I've been saying I said I know they burned me last year, but they're just too good. They have too many talented players to not be this good. Here's another thing about the, why the Steelers would have beat the Ravens on Thursday and why this is really annoying that the NFL is almost bailing them out if they get to play Week 18. It's kind of BS because the Ravens just lost. On that Sunday before, and they would have had to come back after four or five days barely of rest, kind of beaten and battered, embarrassed, losing, what, like three or four games or something like that? And and slightly injured, they didn't have all their players. So they were really going to limp into that Steelers game. And the Steelers had a chance to give them a killing blow, where now the Ravens have had a chance to kind of gather themselves for the stretch run here. Uh, The Browns, yeah, they're good. I think that, uh, you know, the Browns are good. I don't think they're quite as good as the Titans because the Titans have a level of explosivity on offense that the Browns don't quite have. They both have awesome run games, but Tannehill to A.J. Brown and Corey Davis seems to yield some bigger pass plays than Baker Mayfield does to Jarvis or anybody else there. Uh, the, Ra- the Raiders, obviously, come on, they expose themselves as frauds. The NFL being like, hey, they almost beat the Chiefs. Great loss. Great Great job losing the game, Raiders. You guys must be really good. And then they just get absolutely just pounded by the Falcons. So, yeah, there's a little class of teams that's right beneath the Steelers in the AFC. Uh, I would include basically all of the NFC teams in that list. And then there's the big bad Chiefs. And for anybody who was able to watch them play over the weekend – Maybe some of our Steelers faithful are, are, are kind of seeing what all the hoopla is about about the Chiefs. You said that was the first time you really sat down and watched them like at length since the Super Bowl, right?
0: Yeah, it looked like um, J.R. Hall. He was he was three years older than us, and he was a steady quarterback in street <laughs> football on Shady Side Drive against us little munchkins, and yeah. uh, just with impunity, just stood back, flinging the ball left and right. Anything he could do, anything he wanted to, and that's what that game looked like yesterday.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Listen, the reason why the Steelers aren't getting a ton of respect as an undefeated team is mainly because of the Chiefs and the existence of the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to go 15-1. It's, it's So, like, we, we shouldn't act like they're not this amazing team. You know, the Raiders got them once, but, I mean, 14-2, and two, I'd be surprised if the Chiefs go that way, but it's not going anything under that, right? Look, the Steelers compared to some other 10-0 and teams, haven't had as many blowouts, I think those blowouts are going to start to rack up. But um, I don't know why everybody's so insulted. Like, first off, we know that we want the Steelers to be underrated, right? Second off, we know how good the Steelers are. They're awesome. I mean, when you have five stu- superstars on defense, like legit all-pro type guys, and then four or five real stars on offense, maybe they're not, they're not to the same level as, you know, To it and and Watt and Minka and these guys who are kind of like finished products, you have a little bit more on offense of, hey, Deontay and Chase are still learning uh, and Ben, you know, without an offseason is still gelling with them but, I mean, come on, you got five great receivers, a great quarterback, good running back so on and so forth there's just too many amazing players on the Steelers to say anything except for yeah, I mean, they're the most balanced team in the entire league so let me just say that before people accuse me of being a Steelers hater or something. Like, we're, we're awesome this year. But as you and I know, I mean, I don't think the Steelers, outside of the few blowouts, have put a full game together all year. So they're either unstoppable or they're stuck in the mud going three and out consecutively. So we know that they're still a work in progress. And that's the beauty of the Steelers. They can still get much better. But the Chiefs, it might be the best offense we've ever seen in history. I mean, think of the other offenses that were great. Peyton Manning's teams, great on Sean Turf tom brady's team for that one year none of them had patrick mahomes and the thing about patrick mahomes is that he can create on his own unlike manning and brady and those guys so like whenever you get the great pass rush on someone like patrick mahomes who has pretty much the best arm we've ever seen and is a great scrambler even when the plays don't work they're still you know a threat to go for a touchdown then you have one of the premier play callers of the modern NFL, and Andy Reid, who's done it with two different teams, and then you have a Pro Bowler at every receiver position. You have the best tight end in the league, pretty much the best receiver in the league. Tyree Hill is the fastest player we've literally ever seen in the NFL. He's the number one receiver in the league. He had 200 yards in the first quarter. The number two receiver in the league, do you know who it is? It's not a receiver. It's the tight end for the Chiefs. It's just, it's Kelsey. The Steelers don't have a single cornerback who can even keep up. With the Chiefs' third receiver, because Mercol, all their starting three receivers run 4-3 or 4-2. So this is why people are worried about the Steelers against the Chiefs, because the Chiefs have a great matchup against the Steelers. Does that mean they can't beat them? Of course not. For all the dominance that the Chiefs have, they still only won by three somehow against the Buccaneers, Right. But the Steelers, in my opinion, to beat them are really going to need to unleash a little bit more on offense. And we sound like a broken record. But to me, it's about being more aggressive on offense. Because when you look at the personnel, you know, the Chiefs can put up 35 on the Steelers. But I think that the Steelers have such an array of playmakers that they could get an interception or two or a fumble off of the Chiefs. They have that kind of talent. And that's maybe what you have to do. You just have to play them really aggressive and hope that you get a pick. But the Steelers' offense against the Chiefs' defense, that's a fine matchup, too. If the Steelers are playing at full strength, they should be able to score 35 against them. So it's not hopeless, but don't be, like, willfully ignorant about the Chiefs until you watch them play, because it's obscene. I mean, the Steelers definitely do. Carlton Davis is one of the best cornerbacks in the league for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he got throttled for 200 yards in the first quarter by Tyreek Hill. So we definitely can't just put Hayden out there and say you get Hill. He's going to have to be doubled, right? And then after that, well, we don't have anybody who can cover Kelsey one on one. So what are you going to do there? Will you Blitzberg and you do some crazy stuff? So I just want to put it into perspective how awesome the Chiefs are and how awesome it would be if the Steelers can 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 pull off the you know i wouldn't even say the upset it would be a slight upset but the steelers could pull off that victory although here i am now speaking out loud and realizing oh my goodness am i doing what we did that horrible 2007 year 17 year when the whole season was steelers are going to get another shot at the patriots steelers are going to get a shot at the patriots in the championship and then we stubbed our toe against the jacksonville jaguars steelers still need to tackle what's in front of them
0: we got to mow the lawn
1: gotta mow the lawn
0: every day every day every week every week maybe
1: maybe every day at this point
0: but the Was rest of us need the to mow Germans
1: the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor Germans forget it he's rolling so yeah that's just something to look at uh the Steelers have really hard games going up and uh you know we'll see if they play the Ravens I mean if they don't play the Ravens and if there's not too much snow maybe they mow the lawn tonight And maybe you mow the lawn tonight. And if you mow the lawn, you don't want to hurt yourself while you do it. So use Manscaped, baby. Listen up, fellas. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up. Get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. Get your significant other the gift of shaving by shaving yourself. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Hey, there's been stories told about guys who have nicked themselves in some precious regions only to... I don't know if I should go there. But you know what can happen if you nick yourself. Guess what? Manscaped won't let you. The best scientists in the world have created the skin-safe technology that prevent the Lawnmower 3.0 razor from damaging your goods. All right? They've got deodorants. They've got anti-chafing creams. They've got powders. And damn it, they've got razors. They even got boxers they got everything at this point for below-the-belt grooming. So, great Christmas present, by the way. And you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Bet online, everybody. Do it. Do it online. And if you're betting online, do it with bet online. Football is in full effect. Maybe when it comes to the Steelers game against the Ravens. But you should bet on it either way, because whether the Steelers play tomorrow night, or whether the Steelers or Tuesday night, or whether the Steelers play you know week 18, whatever it is, they will unleash fury upon the Baltimore Ravens. I can guarantee you that, and you can make some money off of it while you're at it. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on all the action imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. So head to bet online today and use that promo code. Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet online ching your online sports book experts.
0: Very interesting game last night with Green Bay Packers who handled, um, handled business handily.
1: Handily, yeah. The Bears were handled handily by the Packers. Blew Dr. away the, the eight
0: point spread. An interesting statistic um, at one point was flashed up on the screen. So mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers got his. Got fifty thousand yards last night and he did it. Sorry for the numbers. Six thousand four hundred thirty six passes. Six
1: four three ben, six.
0: Six four three six bended it and six three six one.
1: That is crazy. I mean that's I'm not hundred I'm not a math guy, you know. But Bendit, it's significantly quicker than Rodgers. And usually in those type of stats, Rodgers' head and shoulders like so much farther ahead of everybody in those like, hey, first one to this by this time or whatever. So it just shows you it's nice, nice and cozy in New England and in New Orleans with the two most overrated quarterbacks in history. Am I saying that Tom Brady and uh, Drew Brees are not all-time greats? Of course I'm not saying that. They're definitely all-time greats. But they get lauded for the statistical uh, distance that they've put between themselves. But it's really nice when you just get to throw two yards for, you know, 20 of your passes are under five yards and they're catching runs for 20 yards. If you look at uh, even Patrick Mahomes and all the the leading touchdown pass guys this year, they all have at least five touchdown passes within the the, um, five yard line. They all have at least 30 pass attempts within the five-yard line. Ben only has 13, and he's already got a bunch of – He's, I think he, he scored on, like, all the pass attempts at that point. But either way, what I'm trying to say is some teams serve it up for you on a platter. Some teams go 7-0 when Drew Brees is out. By the way, clock's still ticking. We missed four games last year. Teddy Bridgewater wins four games. Missed two games this year so far. A guy who's literally never played quarterback in the NFL has won both games. Can we – put a handicap on some of the, the freaking praise every once in a while. Why doesn't Ben get mentioned with Drew? It pisses me off. I love Drew Brees. Love the Saints. Lived in New Orleans. Drew Brees, American hero, especially post-Katrina. But, dude, the, the worship is just over the top. You got to look at what people are asking you to do. And if you look at that stat with Aaron and Ben, their teams ask them to bombs away the thing, right? So it's pretty amazing that they got to that uh, number with a much lower uh, number of pass attempts and a much higher risk that goes with that. So it just shows the two greatest gunslingers of our era, Ben and, and you know, the great one, Aaron Rodgers. They know how to sling it downfield.
0: Hey, so not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but the, the game against the Ravens looks more tenuous with each hour. So we'll be looking at the Washington Football Club coming into town sure. on Sunday. And they they rolled up on the Dallas Cowboys 41-16. to 16. Does that, uh, does that game give you any pause? It does.
1: Yeah, I think that um, if the Steelers only get four days of rest, like if they do play the Ravens on Tuesday and then they have to play Washington with four days of rest, I don't think it – like I think it would be really hard to blow them out. Of course the Steelers are a better team, but, yeah, I would, I would worry about that, and especially with the weird emotional letdown that you have of this week of will they play, won't they play – And then, you know, having to play a physical game, even if it is against the Ravens backups, they'll probably still be physical. So that gives me pause. But of course, the Steelers should take care of business. If the game were in Washington, I'd be actually nervous. The fact that I do think the game is in Pittsburgh, that's better. And you said, um, by the way, you made me think, they're talking about keeping the Washington name, and they're also talking about potentially changing it. Wouldn't it be hilarious if they changed it from the Washington football team to the Washington football club? That will give me such joy.
0: I want to just wrap up. I, I did just confirm that Ben had uh, actually Rogers had the second fewest attempts to get to 50,000, and Ben does have the number one's position. So we can leave on that good note. Love it. Visit the website, SteelersOutpost.com. Just, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Steelers Outpost or shoot us an email at SteelersOutpost at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until hopefully Wednesday, go Steelers.
1: Okay, bye-bye. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.